and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. All right, babe, here we are again, sitting in our boys' closet upstairs. Mm. I don't have my office yet. <laughs> this is This is real life. <laughs> it is real life, and I cannot wait to get our upstairs office complete with carpet. It's going to be a great place to record our podcast. Yeah, we it's going to be nice. We don't have to sit on the floor of our boys' closet anymore trying to rig mm-hmm. up the microphone. microphone. <laughs> so speaking of office, let's do a recap of any projects that we completed this month on our home renovations Zero. Zero. <laughs> we got nothing accomplished in our home renovations this month. It was a really busy month, especially for me, traveling. Mm-hmm. I took two different business trips. Took a. I just got back from a three-day trip organizing for someone in Missouri. So that was pretty taxing on our family for me to be gone. Mm-hmm. So we have Thanksgiving that's happening tomorrow. And I have some family members that are coming in for the weekend. And so I come to Jared and I say, hey, we need to get that bathroom, our guest bathroom upstairs, functional for my family that's coming to visit. And so it's kind of like... Well, it's functional. It's not uh, It's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's not something that you would want your guests to use. Yeah. And so sometimes having a deadline makes us kind of like tackle things a lot faster. It's kind of like when you have guests on the way and they're coming and I come to Jared and I'm like, we have people coming over and you go into this like mad rush of cleaning up everything. (laughs) And we talked about this on the last podcast Mm -hmm. that you're more of the surface level cleaner and I'm more of the deep, deep cleaner. So he's really good at getting things done and sweeping under the rug. Yeah. Sweeping it under the rug, making things look um, presentable for guests to come over. So he said um, he's got he got a lot done today on the office, and you said that you're gonna wake up Thanksgiving morning and work on it. Which I'm not sure if that's gonna happen or not. It'll happen. We got um, we're almost out of trim boards, so I'm just gonna finish up with what I have. And, yeah, yeah, it won't take long. So, so we're working on the trim around the office, and we decided to do flat boards instead of the beveled you know, type crown of molding, crown molding. Yeah. So we tried to go a little bit more modern. We're having some issues, but anyway, we're going to make it work. So that's yeah. what we're working on. Other than that, we didn't get anything else accomplished in our home renovations this mm-hmm. month. And no. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's fine. We yeah. Can't stress about that. No, no. So um, I wanted to share with you, I, I share with you um, a little bit of success that I've had on this pop- podcast right before we hit the record button that 
I am 80 downloads, or we are, I mm. should say, because we like to do things as a team in our family because we support each other in our endeavors. But I'm 80 downloads from 5,000 downloads that's on the awesome. podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and Jared, amazing. Jared is a numbers person, so he is on the Enneagram. If you happen to study the Enneagram and you like that kind of personality testing, Jared is a number three. So he's the achiever. He likes numbers. He likes seeing growth. He likes having a goal. He likes hitting the goal. And I am a number two on the Enneagram. So I'm like the helper. And so I always share with him the numbers in my business and in my podcast and things like that. And so does it drive you to know numbers? Yeah, I remember when you told me when you hit a thousand maybe. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. I don't know how long it took. Yeah. And I was like, well, is that good? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. I, you know, I just didn't know anything about it. But um, yeah, for sure. I, I just want to know how that stacks with other people yeah. that are, so you know, have it, started a podcast. So it's actually doing pretty well, you know, among people who start podcasts. Um, so for me, I like to compare my growth against my own you know, my past yeah. success. So in the first month, I had a thousand downloads and I'm in month three right now and I'm already at 5,000. So I'm already surpassing the average of a thousand per month. Yeah. So I think that's great growth. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah awesome. So I don't think I'm going to hit 10,000 before <laughs> the end of the year, but wouldn't that be cool if I did? Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yep. So what that means is that five, when, it, when I say downloads, that means that my podcast has been listened to 5,000, you know, times. So it could be the same podcast episode a certain amount of times. It just adds up to how many times my podcast has been clicked on to be listened to. So it's just really, really cool, especially because I've never done something like this before. So thank you all so much for sharing the podcast. It doesn't go unnoticed. So speaking of sharing. I'm proud of you. Thanks, babe. So speaking of sharing, I want to read a review that Jen from The Bend left on Apple Podcasts. So, and I know, babe, that you really like to hear good things mm-hmm. that people say about yeah, your wife. Sure. So yeah. I know that you're going to especially love this one. So it says, Lisa is truly using her talents and gifts helping decluttering, purging, and organizing. I have applied so many of her tips to my own home. I love her spirit and enthusiasm. Highly recommend taking a listen. You will be blessed. Mm. <laughs> so thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Jen, from the band. Yeah, thank you, Jen. We appreciate your your review and thank you all so much for taking the time to leave a review you can leave a review on every episode if you would like i just like to get your feedback of how each episode impacts your life and what you take away from it if you would like to i greatly appreciate it that's a super simple way that you can support this this podcast and my small business as it continues to grow yeah Kind words go a long way, don't they? Yeah, they do. And especially for me, being a words of affirmation person, mm-hmm. I receive love through words of affirmation. Yep. So, yep. yeah. All right, let's dive right into this month's, what do we call this? Marriage mentorship. <laughs> yeah, our monthly marriage mentorship. And um, I, we're, since we're on Thanksgiving week, we have Thanksgiving happen tomorrow, I want to Jared and I to share with you how 
we grew up celebrating Thanksgiving and Christmas. We're going to go ahead and lump these together because we have the Christmas season coming up as well. And just share a little bit of what we did growing up and how we celebrated Thanksgiving and Christmas. So why don't you go first, babe? Okay. Um, so I'm from a family of five and pretty much everybody um, just likes to get together. We always have and um, we do it pretty often. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas is just two of those things. Um, I remember when we didn't have kids, I think we stayed with mom and dad the night before on Christmas Eve. Um, you know, when you start having kids, you kind of start creating your own um, traditions. Traditions, yeah. So Thanksgiving um, was always. Are we talking about when I'm younger? Or? Yes, when okay. you're younger. So when I'm younger, um, you have any I, fun stories? I, I've heard of several of these stories. Oh uh, well, Christmas for sure, but Thanksgiving was more. Um, I remember extended family coming, uh, cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody. So my mom comes from a large family. Most of them live in our town. When um, he says large family, she has 10 brothers and sisters. Yeah, pretty large. And so they would all come, and a lot of times to my house, I remember that as a kid, and which is crazy, you know, that you're talking a, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cousins. Yeah, so, but we, we had a blast. We love that. Um, which is crazy because Jared comes from a family that has many aunts and uncles and cousins and I come from a family where I have one aunt who has a husband and they have no kids mm. so I have no first cousins <laughs> we come from two different yeah for lifestyles. sure yep yeah I have cousins that I just never see you know and you like you always talked about your second cousin or whatever like they were your closest relative you know and I get that now but um I just don't keep up. I don't know second cousins or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just too far. You don't far. have the capacity to keep yeah, up with second cousins. Yeah, there's too much. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, Thanksgiving, that's kind of how that went. Christmas was um, just pretty, pretty special to me. I'm, I tend to be um, t- traditional, I guess, in a lot of sentimental. ways. And sentimental for sure. Um, so my, with when it came to Christmas, it was always doing the thing, doing the same thing we did every time, you know, whether it was, you know, having having the right people there, having the same food that we did before. Uh, when I was a kid, it was always uh, try to make some plan to stay up to see Santa Claus, who we already knew was mom and dad, try to see them put presents out so we could sneak and be the first one in there, that kind of thing. Um, it was always just kind of a fun... So you uh, stayed home for for Christmas? As a kid. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Always. Always. Yep. Yeah. I don't ever, maybe once or twice. No, I honestly, I, I do not remember going anywhere during that time. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it was a little different. So for, like I said, I didn't have any first cousins and all my cousins and aunts and uncles were distant relatives. And so we... My grandmother's birthday was right around Thanksgiving time, and so we used that as an opportunity to celebrate her birthday. So we would go to my aunt's house in St. Augustine, and all the extended family would come because they loved my grandmother. And we would use that as an opportunity to celebrate her birthday, do Thanksgiving meals. We take a big family picture. I have several family pictures of 
you know, probably 30 to 50 people in the picture. It's just, it was just a lot of fun. And yeah, I felt close to all of my distant relatives by doing that. And then once my, my grandmother passed, we, well, I shortly after that, I met you and I started doing a lot of stuff with your family. And then when it came to Christmas, we always celebrated Christmas at my house because we were the only grandkids. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of a perk. We didn't have to go anywhere. My grandmother came to our house and we were the only grandchildren. I remember that I grew up believing in Santa Claus and we are going to talk about Santa Claus on this episode. So if you have children that are listening that you might want to kind of um, not let them in on the secret yet, we are going to discuss how we handled Santa Claus with our own children. So I may have already messed that up. That's okay. (laughs) So maybe, maybe they are listening on their own time without their children around. And so I grew up believing in Santa Claus. There was one year, probably like fourth grade, when I just started, you know, questioning and things were being mentioned at school. And I remember going to my mom and saying, Mom, is Santa Claus really real? And she's like, no, but don't tell your dad. Hmm. Because my dad really loved the magic of playing Santa Claus. And he loved seeing in a child's face the enjoyment and the spirit of Christmas and the wonderment. And that's when I asked her, what about the Easter buddy? And what about the tooth fairy? And what about this? And she just like spilled the beans on mm-hmm. everything. So do yeah. you remember when you found out? No, I don't remember. But I remember being young and, you know, kind of figuring it out. Um, I don't, you know, you'd always ask, well, how's he going to get here? How can he do that? So you kind of start thinking about, the fact that it's probably not possible you know and then eventually you just kind of figure out that it's your parents but um but yeah I I don't remember what age but I remember it was young yeah so So for our kids when we got married will let me back up a little bit my brother he became a Christian later in life and he decided that he wanted to tell his kids the truth and lead them in truth and he just felt really convicted that telling them that Santa Claus was real he just felt a lot of conviction about that and he was always very instrumental in my life and a huge influence and so he kind of influenced me a little bit in that area so when our when we had kids we Jared and I really didn't know how to handle Santa Claus because we wanted we wanted to be truthful with our kids and like I said my brother had somewhat of an influence on us but then at the same time Jared's family and my family they all like wanted to still pretend and still have that fun tradition and so we really didn't take a stance on it hard and fast at all and so what we did was we kind of just were neutral and we didn't when we were in our home we didn't push it and we didn't influence our kids heavily on it but when they would go out in public and people would ask them we didn't correct our children either or we didn't pull them aside along you know afterwards and say no Santa Claus is not real we didn't we didn't do that we just played it really like neutral and then as our kids got older and older we kind of let on kind of led on that it was like for pretend and it was more of enjoyment and fun kind of like if we were playing pretend that we were going on a hike or something like that or if we were 
pretending that we were princesses and in along those lines. So it was more of like, oh, we're gonna, oh yeah, Santa Claus is coming, and the kids just knew that it was pretend. We still do that with the um, not with the Easter Bunny, but with uh, the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> we, I am really bad about being the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> It is not a tradition that I'm really good at. I would always forget to leave the money underneath the kids' pillows. And so it's like a running joke in our family that the tooth fairy is late mm-hmm. and the tooth fairy's not that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they they have just really always known that it was just for fun and that it was just for pretend. Yeah. And Yeah, we didn't try to take anybody's we didn't try to you know, we didn't hurt any feelings or we didn't make it, you know, we never built Santa Claus up to be something huge. So, it, you know, it wasn't like it was the end of the world when they found out that no. it wasn't real. You know, we didn't tell them one way or the other. We just let them kind of figure it out on their own. And I yeah. remember them all being really young when they kind of knew better. Yeah. You know? And then you're kind of like, well, listen, some kids, you know, still believe yeah. that. So don't Let's go around telling everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I remember, you know, just not making it the biggest of deals. No, and it's still fun. Like, we, our kids all know, but they all still want to go over Nana's house on Christmas Eve, make Christmas cookies for Santa Claus, and then they write him a note, Mm -hmm. and they know it's to Jared. And so, it's really, really sweet, actually. They'll put it around the tree, and they'll leave out the cookies and the milk, and then they'll ask the next morning, how are those cookies, Dad? Mm -hmm. So, it's just a lot of fun, and I... I'm not saying that anybody should do it our way or a certain way. I'm just sharing with you that if it's a topic that you're struggling with your husband or your wife on how to handle the topic of Santa Claus, whether to do a Santa Claus or not, I'm just sharing with you what we did. And we have a great relationship with our children. They know that we tell the truth. They know that we have fun as well. And so... That's just something that really wasn't a big deal in our family. And it really wasn't a big deal with our extended family either. Like Jared's family didn't, you know, they still talk to them as if Santa Claus was coming. And it's almost like our kids knew the inside scoop and they knew the secret. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of felt a little privileged that they knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. So if y'all are struggling with that topic, maybe you can take heart knowing that it's really not that big of a deal. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. All right. So let's talk about how we handled celebrating once we got married, because I have my family and you have your family. Do you remember how that went down? No, I don't remember. Okay. So pretty much, so because my brother decided not to do Santa Claus it really crushed my dad's heart mm-hmm. and really caused a lot of problems around Christmas celebrations. Mm-hmm. And so it naturally it naturally happened that we really didn't want to hang out with my family for Christmas because there was so much tension. And so I really took on Jared's family traditions and it really didn't bother me to to just kind of mold into his family traditions and start celebrating with his family. Now, a couple of years, for a couple of years, we would go to my family for Christmas and then go to his family for Christmas and we would alternate. And we found that to be, you know, pretty, pretty nice. 
but at the same time, you kind of... Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, I kind of let go of some of the sentimental little bit yeah. as we've gotten older. But we have we did that all the way up until not too long ago, yeah. to be honest. Um, we still go to see your family around yeah. that time, if it works out with our schedule. Yeah. We don't make it like a, you know... A we, tradition. We have to tradition. do that this year kind of thing. Yeah, right, exactly. right. So, so. Our, 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 our holiday celebrations are very fluid from year to year, and... It's kind of nice that it's not something that we've always done and we have to always do because then you create these feelings inside where you feel lost if you're not doing that. For you, I know that you you did feel lost when you weren't with your well, family. Well, that's always the you know, like that's always the sad part about Christmas anyway is that you build it up so much in your head that yeah. if something goes wrong or is not the the way that you pictured it in your head then all of a sudden you don't have as good of a time or exactly. you feel depressed or saddened right um it, you know it's kind of that you know you you wake up or the next day or whatever the after the presents are open all of a sudden you feel kind of a weight come on you instead of leave you right you know? right and so it's um, kind of like the buyers are more yeah sore. exactly like after the wedding the build up build up and then you're like oh yeah so if over. you kind of get into it with just more of an open mindset which is something i've learned to do yeah uh especially having kids that i you know everything's not going to be perfect and it's not really the i mean we say it all the time it's not the presence so much that matter or the um you know the the all the little perfections happening, you know, as long as, um, you know, the right people are there and you can have a kind of an open mind about how it should go, then I feel like you'll have a much better time. Right. Thanksgiving's yeah. the same way. I've come to learn, I've come to like Thanksgiving a lot more than Christmas anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like both of them. Right. The, for the sentimental side of things, you know. Yeah. And yeah, and it's when you become an adult that you feel kind of sad that Christmas is no longer the same. It doesn't feel the same. And yeah. that's when you start to have to embrace being an adult and being a parent and creating those memories for your children. Because what they're experiencing right now is what they're, they'll refer to for the rest of their life. Yep. They'll say all the stories mm -hmm. of when they were children. Even they'll miss all the the. They won't even refer to the stories when they're twenty something or thirty something. They'll always remember like eight, eighteen and younger. Yeah, and those stories become legend. They become like bigger than life. Yeah. Instead of maybe actually the way it actually happened, you know. Right. So. So it's so important as parents to, to kind of embrace the sadness that we feel or the grief that we have from losing our childhood memories or not childhood memories, but our childhood traditions and embrace the opportunity that we have to create traditions for our own children mm -hmm. so i agree all right so we talked about how we handle santa so how do we handle presents and gift giving to our children <laughs> for christmas mm. i just want to give them all the things yes <laughs> he mm. his love language is gifts mm -hmm. more so gifts and probably in you know like time or words of affirmation but you are definitely number one gifts and that is like number five on my mm, radar yeah and if you've been listening to the podcast for any period of time you know that i am not much of a gift receiver i'm not much of a gift giver of other than giving of my time and my talents but 
um, Jared is very much a gift giver and it brings him joy. And I've tried my best over the years to embrace that and to let that happen. Um, if you listened to the last podcast, I had shared how I decided, or basically I decided that I was going to take a break from celebrating Christmas. And we created our, um, we did handmade gifts and we, it just did not go over well. And he didn't feel satisfied. It was supposed to be more of a, uh, less you know materialistic material time and more of make the gifts and do this and you know and more focus on family and the meaning of Christmas. yeah but specifically the gifts was more on yeah you know it doesn't need to be something store-bought necessarily right. you know and it it didn't go over well for me for yeah sure. yeah and so i've learned that there has to be a give and take when it comes to gift giving and for me i feel like we found kind of a sweet spot and we get better and better at gift giving, I feel like, every year because, for one thing, we are giving better gifts and we're not giving, I don't like giving junk gifts that my kids open up and five seconds later they're throwing in the trash because they're not interested in it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't like giving gifts that don't hold their attention very long. And so Jared's hearing me out on that lately that I really want to give gifts that have a little bit more longevity to them, which means that I have to give in a little bit because they cost a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say that. And typically they're more expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, when you give something that has actual quality to it, you know, it tends to be more expensive, right? Which is okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all for that, you know, but I think it is good that you've, you've kind of understood that it, it means more to me than just, you know, just buying a present. I'm not really so focused on that. I'm focused on, you know, the the way it makes them feel and the way it makes me feel. Right. To see somebody, you know, to actually give them something. Yeah. To give you something. I mean, I think about that too, you know, like what does Lisa want? What does she, you know, has she, what has she been wanting? And then if I think of five things, I don't want to just get one. I want to get all five. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it's the over the uh, overachiever part of yeah. things as well. You know? And and I will say you are a really good gift giver, and I I've learned to appreciate your gifts, and I love that the kids. I've always used to feel like the kids, if we gave them too much, they would become really materialistic, and the more that we gave them, the more that they would want. But truly, our kids have a really good balance of wanting and yet more minimal like me for for instance this year I gave the kids an opportunity to get on Amazon search Amazon website and make their own wish list and I was really surprised at how minimal the kids list ended up being there they would pick up like one or two or even three things and they're say okay that's enough I'm like really and they're like yeah I don't I don't need anymore I don't want anymore and I really love that we've instilled that in them, that they still have a desire to want for things, but at the same time, they know how grateful and how thankful they are for everything that they already have mm-hmm. and yeah. how they, I've kind of instilled in them that, are you really going to play with that? And they're like, no, I'm really not going to play with that. Mm-hmm. As they get older, gifts get more expensive, right? But um, you also don't want to set the precedence that, 
you got to beat last year's gift every single year. Yeah, <laughs> I do not feel that way. <laughs> I know, but it kind of slips in there. It's kind of, you know, it can kind of be that way, you know, that, and you, eventually you'll find yourself just in debt or overwhelmed or, you know, not able to maintain that, mm-hmm. you know, the way that you've built things in your mind or the way that, you know, what kids' expectations are. Right. You know, I mean, think about it. When they're babies, you're you're the one building the tradition, like you said. You're the one setting the standard. And if you have that in your mind from the beginning that as they get older, you know, well, I got them this toy last year. I got to top it. I got to beat that. You know, that's not how it works. And that's not, that's not how a kid thinks naturally. That's just how we tend to, to operate. And then as they get older, it's... You know, you can't just buy a little toy anymore. It it ends up being something more expensive, and right. you're gonna find it. You're just you're you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And I've always been the more of the person that has held back. Jared's the giver, giver, yeah, giver. Yeah, And I and we balance each other out really well. I think. I think. Yeah, I think I was talking to myself mostly there, <laughs> for sure. You're giving yourself a little pep talk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I do want to. I do find myself wanting to beat you last year's, you know, not, not, I don't, not consciously. I'm not like saying that out loud. I'm, it's just there. It's something that's there that yeah. I have to, I have to kind of fight against. Well, we got our daughter a horse last year. <laughs> so we're getting her two horses this we're year. We're not getting her two horses this year. That, I, I, we're just going to have to let that go that we can't top every year. And there has to be like, maybe let's just go ahead and have it in our head that there has to be this roller coaster of valleys and hills that, oh, okay, this is going to be a valley Christmas this year where it's going to be a little pulled, pulled back a little bit more because there, there has to be a balance. We can't keep going up, 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 up. There has to be a time when, it's not as plentiful. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's scriptural right there. It's like, yeah. you know, a time of plenty and a time of, of famine. Yeah. You Well, when you were saying that, it made me think about, like, appreciation. Every parent wants to hear, thank you, mom and dad. I, You know, some sort of appreciation. And if, if you just go out there and lay out the lay out the red carpet and just roll out all this stuff the appreciation is not going to be there no you know it's as easily the kid's not going to find the ability to show appreciation as easily and every year it's going to get worse and worse because the expectations get more and more so you know to to in order to maintain appreciation you have to maintain um just the ability to like you said to pull back and to hold you know to to you know be selective about how you present a gift you know in a way so that the person can really appreciate that they got that thing right. you know and that and that they may know that it took you a struggle to get to a that sacrifice thing. yeah 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 we want that from our children but you know sometimes we you know we present things in a way that it makes it hard for them to show appreciation yeah. because we are constantly, uh, you know, rolling out the carpet for them. Yeah. For instance, Jared, our son, he just had a birthday, and he had been asking for a gold chain with a cross on it for months. And we decided that he was mature enough that he 
we were going to bless him with a gold chain that has a cross on it. And it, it was a, a bit of a, a financial sacrifice for us. And we let him know how much it costs. <clears throat> we let him know how much it costs. And he was very, you could see on his face, he was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe, like he, he almost is taking extra care of it because he know how much we spent on that necklace and the sacrifice that we made out of our own pockets to be able to to buy that for him and to trust him with it. And go ahead. And we didn't give it to him the day that he wanted it. You yeah. Know, like the first day a kid mentions something, the last thing you should do is run right out and go, go get it. That thing. Right. Because going back to that appreciation, they're not going to appreciate if they get every single thing that they ever want. Right. And as a parent, you're not going to get the feeling that you think you're going to get from that. Oh, I didn't have these things, so I want my kids to have these things. Well, that's not going to make you feel better when your kid has everything because they're not going to be the kid that, you know, the struggle is what makes us who we are, right? And Mm -hmm. the, you know, doing without. The lessons are learned in the struggle. Yeah, doing without is is much better than having it all. Right. Because sometimes, right, like in some things, you know, I mean, I'm sure it would be nice. I've never had it all, but (laughs) I'm sure it would be nice to have it all. But, um, the you know, what we want in life as people is appreciation and kindness and love and respect. Mm -hmm. And those things are, those things are found in, and the struggles. Yeah. That's something that I teach and I, it's kind of a premise of my business is that value is found in things that are rare. So having a lot less creates more value in your life. So if you think about like the diamond that everybody always wants, it diamonds are valuable because they're so rare. And so having less things and having less toys or less, you know, possessions, it creates a lot of, a lot more value in those rare things that you do own. I think about a a child that she is, she only has one doll and what does she do? She plays with that one doll and she tends to it and she holds it and she takes it everywhere she, she goes. But if she has five dolls, then that one doll is kind of thrown by the wayside because it's like, oh, I have five dolls. I don't have to pay special attention to this one doll. So I really love the idea of teaching our kids that to create, to help them instill value in the things that they own and seeing the value of the things that they own because they don't own a lot of those things and they take better care of them. Mm So, all right. So how... How, what is, let's talk about some little bit of advice. I'm not sure that we're really good on giving advice to people, but a little bit of advice to people who find that the holidays tend to be overwhelming and stressful and they just feel pressure from outside people to do all the things, to give all the things, to buy all the things. Like, what is some advice that we could give people that are seeking to just be a little bit less of all of that this year. Hmm. I feel like we've kind of been covering that some, but you know, like, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I think for me, I'm for right now, I'm reading a book, um, called boundaries by, 
last name's Cloud. And it's really teaching me that there that having boundaries is your your privilege as a person and as a Christian and just being able to say no, I don't want to go that way or I don't want to do it that way in a very polite and respectful way instead of having to be a people pleaser. And I've talked to you a little bit about this before Mm -hmm. that I am a recovering people pleaser, how I'll just feel all the pressures that people are putting on me and I'll just feel like obligated to do all the things. So I think it's really, really healthy to have boundaries and to know how to just say, no, I don't. That doesn't sit well with me right now. I don't think I want to be a. I don't want to participate in that th- this year. Mm-hmm. So is is it <laughs> hard for you to set boundaries, babe? Oh yeah, I'm I'm a people pleaser, like, and I'm not recovering. I'm still. You're still wallowing. <laughs> I'm still in it. addicted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you know I've always been that way, and it that's hard. That's yeah. very hard. I I was just thinking about you know how to talk to somebody else, but it it just or kind of encourage somebody else in in these things but i you know i feel like that is a very helpful mindset to have is this the ability to say no the ability to understand that you know someone else's opinion of you is not um it 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 doesn't matter to the point that you should change who you are for somebody else you know i mean we 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 have to be ourselves or nobody actually is going to like who we really are right yeah. you know yep. you tell me that all the time I and do. you know and that you know we want people to like us for who we are so that we can be ourselves it's, it's like that friend that you have that when they come around you don't really have to get dressed up you don't have to present yourself 100% you can be who you are and mm-hmm. be comfortable it's the same reason why you might go back home to your parents house and mm-hmm. sit down on the couch and kind of melt mm-hmm. because you don't feel um all that pressure to right to be somebody or something so i guess if i had to give some advice you know i'm just going to give it to myself also but you know if i had to give advice it would just be to kind of um you know take one day at a time slow down during the holidays you know let not just the day be the end all for how you're how your um season goes let you know the build up to it be the important part and yeah. the you know the, the let the little things be the big things you know and and um just appreciate the fact that your kids are you know all the little stuff that happens each and every day is the things that they will remember yeah you know just as much as the big things i like i like focusing on the Christmas season instead of saying Christmas day, like, you know, focusing it's Christmas season, it's Christmas season. And it's like an entire like month long celebration Mm -hmm. instead of it just being, Oh, when, when Christmas day comes, Mm -hmm, you know, then all the fun things are going to happen, but just really focusing on the Christmas season and the daily events and how to make that special. I love making a bucket list during the summer with my kids. So I really think I'm going to make a Christmas season bucket list with the kids this year Mm -hmm. and have some fun things to do with them all throughout the month of December instead of just focusing on the one day and then it'd be like a wedding to where you have this build up and then it's over (laughs) yeah yeah and it might it might it might fix some of that issue of you know when you get to be an adult 
time flies, right? Yeah. When you're a kid, everything's going super slow. Yeah. And so having a list of things to do and enjoying the whole season might slow down time for adults and it might speed up the time for the kids, yeah. right? You know, it might, it kind of might fix both of, of, you know, the issues or yeah. every, it might fix everybody's problems. Yeah. So I, I don't like know. that. I love that. And I think just allowing yourself to, like Jared said, to slow down and to not feel pressured. If you have to not look at social media, if you have to not look at Pinterest, whatever it is, don't feel outside pressures to do all the things that everybody else is doing and create your own little traditions. So before we hop off, because it is Thanksgiving, I thought we should share one thing that we're thankful for <laughs> from not, not something super cheesy, but something that happened in 2021 that we're thankful for that maybe it was an event, something that we achieved, something that we're just, just something that we're thankful for from 2021. Mm. So. All right. You go first. Me go first. Okay. The first thing that, or I'm not going to say the first thing, I'm going to say just one thing. I am very thankful that I, well, this is kind of a personal thing, that I decided to do therapy during the summer summer mm. break, um, summer season, I guess you could say. It was something that I did for myself. I did it online um, through BetterHelp. And I had never been able to really talk through some of the things that I went through as a child and see how my people pleasing plays into that. I also discuss a lot of things about growing up in an alcoholic family and a home and the dysfunction in my family. So I, I'm really, really thankful that I was brave enough to know that I needed that and to just invest in myself to do something like that. It was very life-changing. So that's what I'm going to take from 2021. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful that I was brave enough to do therapy for myself. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad. Thanks, babe. Um, I'm thankful for, well, I just picked one thing, right? So I'm thankful 21 kind of um, in the beginning, I just had this desire to uh, start a business. Yeah. And I'm glad you picked that one. Yeah. And so Cause you're kind of shy about saying that you have a yeah. <laughs> business that you started. Yeah. I wanted to, I've been wanting to for a while and, you know, I have kind of, I guess I have another little business on the side, but I started this thing in February and, um, and I've, and now it's November and, you know, and it's still going strong. So I'm thankful for that. What is your business? (laughs) (laughs) So um, I started a fencing company, but it's kind of, I want to do more than that. But right now I'm enjoying, you know, kind of the the jobs that I'm getting. Um, So I've been doing a lot of fencing, um, kind of one after the other. And for a while there, it got really busy and kind of more than I could take on. I'm working (laughs) a full-time job and doing this on the side. So um, you know, it, I'm, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that, you know, when each time somebody calls me and, you know, and they decide to go with me to, you know, to do their project, I just feel, am very thankful. And, you know, I hope that I, they can see that in me. Um, you know, I'm just, it's, it's a good thing. It's yeah. kind of fun. It's something that I've enjoyed or it's, I'm still enjoying. 
you know, every time I get to go do it, I love it. So yeah, um, thankful ne- for it. Neither one of us come from entrepreneurial backgrounds. Mm. We I went to school to be a teacher, and Jared went to school for leadership, and neither one of us really pursued or ever thought that we could be business owners. And so 2021 has really just pushed us in that direction. We both started our businesses. Mine's a professional organizing business and his is a property management business. We both started it in February and they have been very successful. And we just love the idea of us doing the hard part of figuring out how to be entrepreneurs so our kids can learn this from us. Mm -hmm. We are paving the way for them. And so, yeah, they're going to grow up with entrepreneurial parents and they're going to have that spirit already in them. So they feel a little bit more confident in their futures. Definitely. Yeah. That's going to be good. All right, babe. It was a really good year. We (laughs) still have one more marriage, monthly marriage mentorship for December. So we're not going to close out the year just yet, but I just want to tell, say that I'm thankful for you. Thankful for you too. <laughs> and I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. I will see you Friday for a No Fluff Friday. Happy Thanksgiving, friends. Bye, everyone. Hey, friend. Are you ready to dive in, start decluttering, and become more productive in life and in business? Well, I have the solution for you. Head on over to habitsandhome.com slash freebies to grab my three-step guide for downsizing and decluttering any room in your home. This is the tried and true method I use with every client in my professional organizing business, and I know it will help you too. Also, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me hanging out with my family and renovating our farmhouse over on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time, I'm Lisa at the Habits and Home Show.